the Market Your Message podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping message-driven coaches become recognized thought leaders who make more impact and income by sharing their stories and skills. I'm your host, Niala Thorpe, and I'll be your guide to mastering, marketing, and monetizing your unique message. Each week, I share with you techniques and tools to turn your overcomplicated business into the right structure, strategies, and systems that'll catapult your results and position you for prosperity. Are you ready? Let's jump in. Well, welcome to the Market Your Message podcast. The Today's show is a recording from our weekly show that we do on Clubhouse, which is a audio app, just in case you don't know. You know that this show, Market Your Message, is all about helping our coaches grow. So the plug here is there is an audio app for those of you who may not like to do video. There's a booming audio app that you can use where you can show up on and show up and give content give value, make connections, make sales, all that good stuff. And so we have a weekly show Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And just for the sake of time, we are recording those shows so that way we can post the replays on our podcast. So this is a recording that you are listening to. And just in case you hear any background um, noise that we couldn't remove from the recording, just know you're hearing it because this is an audio show that we are recording over audio to bring this amazing content to you. All right, let's jump in. Super, super excited and ready. I guess we'll give everybody a few minutes to come on in and you could feel free to invite anyone who you want. Hey, Demetria, how are you? I'm good. How's everybody doing? So ready to have this amazing conversation. <laughs> so let's set the room. Let's get started. Um, the coaching industry is a billion dollar industry, y'all. Billion dollar and so what that means is people really need to know you more now than ever. And so the speakers who I have here today, we're so excited to um, have this conversation to talk about how to get started as a coach. Because one of the things that I noticed is during COVID, you know, a lot of people became coaches. I mean, the coaching industry was already a very saturated industry before COVID. But I think when COVID came, people started to realize the value of what they know and a lot of people became coaches, and I know that there are a lot of questions out there. So we have some really good speakers who will be able to answer those questions for you, okay? So let me just introduce the speakers really quick, and you guys feel free to just click the plus button below and invite some people who you believe this will be a value for to come on into the room. Um, we have Demetria Samuels, who is a business strategist. We have Judy V., who's here. She is a human behavioral Hi. expert. Hey, Judy. How are you? I am fantastic. Fantastic. I'm really looking forward to tonight's discussion, Nyla. Thank you. Yes, me too. 
Um, we also have Dr. Juanita Forster, who is a leader mindset coach and business strategist. And we have another speaker who's probably going to be a little late. I'm not sure, but I'm going to announce her anyway. Her name is Dr. Stevie Mills, and she is a lifestyle strategist. And so what we're going to talk about, we're just going to have an open conversation. We're going to talk about what you need to know, mistakes that you need to avoid, you know, things that you need to know about the coaching industry that will help propel you further, especially if you're someone who wants to become a coach or you've just become a coach. Okay. So. As you guys get to know me, I don't have a lot of rules, but I just figured since it's Clubhouse, we have to set the stage, right? <laughs> so we're going to try our best to keep this less than an hour. If you guys come up on the stage, we ask that you keep your intro 60 seconds or less. Make sure you mute yourself immediately when you come on the stage. You know how Clubhouse is with the back background noise. Um, invite people to come, right? That's, about, that's how we grow. Invite people to come who you believe this would be a value with. Um, for and make sure that you follow our speakers. They are all amazing people. Um, so make sure that you follow them. So just to introduce myself, and then I'm going to ask you guys to go ahead. We'll start with Dr. Juanita um, to for you to go ahead and introduce yourself as well. So my name is Niala Thorpe. I am a marketing and income strategist. I'm also the host of the club, um, the Female Coaches Society right here on Clubhouse, as well as the Female Coaches Society on Facebook. And um, what I do is I help coaches find and market their unique message so they can consistently sign high-paying clients, okay? Um, so, Dr. Juanita, tell everybody, what do you do? Introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Dr. Juanita, and I equip and support leaders to monetize their leadership skills and build and grow a profitable business using my nine pillars of leadership. Ooh, nice. Nine pillars, y'all. Nine. <laughs> All right, Demetria, what do you do? Ooh, what do I do? Well, hi, everybody. Like she said, I am Demetria Samuels, and I help working professionals monetize their skill sets so they can build powerful and profitable online brands and businesses. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to be here and talk about coaching because I was one of those people who had to get drugged into the coaching. Yeah, so. <laughs> Drug into coaching, huh? <laughs> All right, um, Judy, why don't you introduce yourself for us? Well, hi, Nyla. Well, hi, guys. My name is Judy V, and I work with entrepreneurs um, to help them turn their challenges into opportunities so that they can become financially empowered and thrive in all areas of life. Oh, I love that. Ooh, I love that. Turn your challenges into opportunities. Um, so hello, Tamika. Hello, Darlene, Esther, Renee, Kiana. Welcome. I'll reset the room in a few. Right now, we're just going through some introductions. Welcome, Javon. So Dr. Stevie just came in. Again, like I said, she is a lifestyle strategist. So Dr. Stevie, tell us about you, what do you do, and all that good stuff. Hello, hello, hello. I am Dr. Stevie Aisha Mills. And I help women who are business owners to create an online business that honors their values and creates a life that they absolutely love. My apologies for being a few moments late. I actually just finished teaching some women who are looking to grow their influence in their business on Clubhouse. So I was there with them. I was like, y'all gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta be on Clubhouse. So I'm super excited to be here for this conversation. Thank you so much. And I am complete. Nice. Um, all right. So now you know who our speakers are. I'll reset the room really quick. We're talking about the billion dollar industry, which is the coaching industry and how to get started as a coach. OK, um, so the first question that I have for you guys and again, we're just going to go around and guys, 
those of you who are below, you can come on up. We're going to have a Q&A if we have time at the end. Um, feel free to come on up and um, make sure that you do keep your introduction 60 seconds or less. As you guys get to know me, we are going to be doing this every single week, Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. As you guys get to know me, you'll know that I'm, I'm the messaging queen. You should be able to introduce yourself in 60 seconds or less, and it should be able to be a bang, okay? <laughs> All right, so the first thing that I want to talk about is what are your three top tips that you would give a coach who's just starting out? Dr. Juanita, I want to start with you. Hmm. That's a great question. The three top tips, I believe, is communication commitment and listening and the reason why I have communication and listening as two separate tips being able to communicate effectively and helping them to understand what you offer how you offer it what the transformation you bring and why you're doing it but listening because listening is a skill we have to listen because um Everyone wants to be felt as though they want to be heard. And if you are a coach, you cannot listen to your um, those you serve. You that'll hurt your business and your brand and yourself. And so I think those I separate those two and commitment. Like you said, a billion dollar industry. People been oh my, I'm a. I think I'm going to be a coach because I lost my job. But are you really committed to being a coach? Are you committed to, to those you serve? So those are my three top tips. Oh, I absolutely love that, especially the committed part, because I see it so many times when, you know, people get started and they think it's going to be so easy, you know, and when it's not easy, they quickly give up. And you got to be committed to the process. You have to be committed to the results that you want to see and you have to be committed to the people who you say you want to serve. So I love that. All right, so Judy, um, tell us, what are your three top tips that you would give a coach who's just starting out? Cool, awesome. Um, yeah, right. Okay, so the first thing that I would say is to have a propriety framework. That is the first thing. So that um, contextualizes your expertise. Why you? What have you got um, that will add significant, powerful, and substantial value to your client. Now, that could be something that you've learned or earned, learned through a degree or um, earned through life experience. So that's the first thing, is um, to have a propriety framework. That's the first thing I talk about to my clients, is what is it, how can you frame what it is that you're going to be sharing and guiding your clients to. Because the thing is, you need to be able to, to articulate the dream state that you're going to take your client to. That's the first thing. The second thing is, and, that, and this is the thing that so many people and coaches hate it, but it's so important, is who are you serving? Because I see it over and over again in my business that people just want to serve everybody. We do. That's our nature. That's our heart. That's the love we have and then the compassion and the power we have in our heart. We want to help everybody. But here's the thing. We can't. We absolutely can't. We can only help the people who are ready to hear us. 
Who are they? So be very, very clear about who it is that you're speaking to, that you're going to be attracting into your world, that you can powerfully help. Because the quickest, fastest way to grow your coaching business is to give your clients results. And the fastest way you're going to give your clients results is by um, knowing who it is you're speaking to and attracting the right person into your world. And you know who that person is? It's you. Mm. It's a version of you. That's your ideal client. That's the second thing. The third thing is going to be sounding, it's going to sound a little bit odd, but I promise you after 25 years of researching, studying human behavior and potential and, and, and economics is you as a coach, we need to have a really rock solid relationship with money. We need to be comfortable with money, talking money, charging what we are worth, charging what our business is worth, what our product and service is worth. And, and that is something that so many coaches struggle with. So having a healthy relationship with money and having a healthy relationship with feeling comfortable, confident, and certain about what we charge. Mm. So in the next, that's what I would say. Y'all, she just gave us a whole entire okay. word. And I knew that Demisha was going to clap it up at that point because we have these conversations about being comfortable just talk, talking about money all the time. One of the things okay. that I love that you talked about, Judy, um, is having a contextual um, framework because that's something that we do as well. Um, and I feel like not only does it allow you to are clearly articulate the value that you bring, but it helps you be able to be confident, you know, because we're talking about a billion dollar industry. We're talking about a saturated market. We're talking about people all over who's doing what you're doing, right? And so you have to be able to stand out. And the two ways that I feel like you can stand out very easily is through your story and through your system, which is the same thing as a framework. How are you serving? How are you taking people? to the transformation that you say you provide you know so i love that you talked about that um okay so should i reset i think y'all liking this so i'll reset in a minute let's go with demicia so demicia what are your three top tips you would give a coach just starting out and guys feel free to please click the little plus sign and invite some people in who you believe will find this conversation very valuable sure sure um so for me I believe that you need to be able to gauge, one, gauge your resources. So know what resources you already have so that you know what type of um, environment you're getting into, especially if you're going to be like a digital coach or online coach. You really need to be able to be resourceful and know if you are a resource. Um, the second thing is understand who you serve. Um, while I do agree with Judy that it, it could be your, your ideal client is you, but it's a former version of you. So it's not the current you. So sometimes you forget that you're not actually looking for you, but you're looking for a past version of yourself um, in order to bring them to the state of where you are and beyond. And so a lot of times we'll get caught up in just, you know, thinking about, well, do I like these colors or do I like this message or do I like this? And not actually thinking, did my former self like this? Did my former self like X, Y, and Z? 
Um, and then what are you willing to give of yourself, right? So coaching, in my opinion, which is why I said that I was one of those people who did not think it was easy. I don't think coaching is easy. What are you willing to give of yourself? Because giving your message to the world, um, pouring into people all the time can be um, something that you need to be mentally prepared to do. And I think as new coaches, we underestimate the amount of mental capacity it takes to be a coach and to have other people um, rely on you to pour into them all the time. Um, so that can be a little bit taxing on yourself. So if you don't know what your mental capabilities are, then I suggest that you evaluate that before you go into coaching. Mm, that is good. All right. So Dr. Stevie, what are your three top tips that you would give a coach who's just starting out or who's thinking about it? Yeah. So this is Dr. Stevie. I would say, really think about it <laughs> really think about it and see if that's something you want to do for me I definitely understand that coaching is part of what I do but I'm more of a strategist and I love telling people what I think more so than having them to arrive at the conclusion of what they think and that's really what coaching is we have to understand what the word coaching really does look like and I've taken coaching classes and I'm like I, my energy is so much more on the side of let me tell you this is the quickest way to get there um, instead of okay what do you think let's draw this out of you and so we got to really understand that the second thing is if you do want to coach then understand that you can leverage the skill set that you've had a lot of people have skill sets from corporate or from school or wherever you don't have to necessarily have a coaching certification in order to be a coach, but you do have to have some sort of credibility in order to be a coach. And so the third thing I really want to say, I was going to say charge your worth, charge your worth, definitely, and understand that nobody on this planet can pay you what you are worth, but understand that also you have things that have happened in your past that you can really leverage to make money. That's the thing. A lot of people don't want to have that money conversation, like we said here. And then the half, I would say, is that a coach needs a coach. So if you are somebody who wants to coach, honey, you need to get you a coach so that you can do what it is. Because guess what? If I believe in integrity, and if you've never invested a five-figure investment, then you can't charge somebody a five-figure investment. And for a whole lot more reasons than we have time to go into today. But those are the things I would say with my three and a half. Thank you for the liberty that I just took. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. Um, I love that. I especially love how you made sure that they understood the difference between a strategist and a coach because that's something that I debate with my clients all the time because they call me their coach and I'm like, listen, I'm a marketing and income strategist. You know, I want to be able to give you the strategies. I want to be able to tell you what was the quickest way for me to accomplish what I've been able to do so you can go out and do that as well. You know what I mean? So and there's a big difference. Whereas when you think of coaching, it's all about asking the right questions. It's about you coming to that own conclusion. It's so, man, I'm, now that I'm having this conversation with you guys, I just came up with another topic for a show. We're going to talk about the difference between coaches, um, strategists, and mentors, because I think that this is a conversation. Okay, so listen, let I me mean, reset the room really quick. Um, I hope you guys can hear me as saying that I have a poor signal. I'm going to reset the room really quick. We are talking about getting started as a coach, right? This is a billion dollar industry and we want to help be able to give you the tips, the tra strategies, the tools that's going to be able to help you enter this 
in the you know quickest way possible and with less stress and overwhelm as possible right so everybody just went through talking about their three top tips i know for me i'm gonna probably go um a little gear off because i think a lot of you spoke about money mindset you know the commitment level um but for me i think the first thing that you are going to need is to structure your business correctly Right. So being that this is something that I do for clients within my company, I see it all the time where people are trying to, you know, for example, how do I get more leads, but you don't have a clear message yet. Right. How do I get these opportunities? Like Stevie was talking about unique credibility. I want to be able to get PR opportunities. I want to be able to see these things happening, but you haven't structured your business to be able to do that yet. Right. So for me, I believe the first thing is making sure that you structure your business and that that entails some of what everybody just said having the, the right message knowing who you're 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 serving um having that signature system that's going to set you apart having that offer that's going to set you apart and that what people want you know these this is a part of the structure part of your business and you need to do that before you move to my second tip which is using the right strategies right to be able to start as a coach start getting clients you have to use the right strategies and what I see, guys, is that, you know, like we said, this is a saturated industry. So you're getting advice left and right. And me personally, I feel like everybody's advice is correct, especially if they're teaching from their own experience. Right. Because people have done things. It has worked for them. And that's what they're out there sharing. But it can get very overwhelming. Right. So it's really important for you to choose a strategy. And when I say strategy, I'm talking about marketing because you could be a coach, but then you got to be able to market yourself so you can get clients. Right. So choosing a strategy that fits your lifestyle, your goals and your personality on another show, I'll be able to dig into that deeper. But yes, strategy. And then number three for me is systems. OK, now. Why? <laughs> because I've been in the coaching industry since 2012. Um, I am a marketing income strategist, but I work with coaches. They are my ideal clients. And so I realized that I needed a system very early on. And what I mean by that is a way to be able to automate certain things in my business, whether it was through having help, um, whether it was through using the right tools, right? Um, but I needed systems to be able for, be able to work more effectively and efficiently in my business, right? And so I feel like those are the three things that you should think about right away when you're getting in the coaching industry. Don't waste time, else you're gonna be like me who started in 2012 but really didn't make it until about three years ago to be in a really successful company you know what i mean so you don't want to waste time this is a this is an industry where you could grow very quickly when you pay attention to the right things okay all right so let's continue my second question and demisha we're going to start with you this time around is i want to talk about some mistakes that people should avoid when it comes to starting a coaching business so what are some mistakes that you feel? And you let's just say three, just for the sake of time. We really want to keep this under an hour. Okay. Go ahead. Okay, because we, because you know, you said mistakes. So I'm gonna say, let me see. Yeah, I, like 25, right? I'm <laughs> gonna tell my story, right? That's the. Um, so basically, I would say one of the things is the biggest mistake that I see is, um, as we talked about earlier, is trying to serve everyone. But even when you niche, quote unquote, you're still not willing to really niche you still like women or these magical things that aren't physically able to be visualized by your clients 
is what you do when you're trying to niche. Because to me, niche doesn't just mean the ideal client, but it's also where you're going to go attract that client from. So you're trying to be on Clubhouse, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, um, every TikTok, Snapchat, you know, omnipresent at church on Sunday and in the um, chamber all in the same day. And I think that that's one of the biggest mistakes is thinking that you can be omnipresent when you first start, right? There is a method to the madness of becoming what appears to be omnipresent, but to just come out the gate trying to do it, you you know, I feel like that's the biggest mistake a lot of um, new coaches make um, is your ideal client is hanging out in an ideal place. So go find them and hang out there. So I didn't really have three, but Ooh, that kind of was three. That, that one alone was fire. <laughs> you said your ideal client hanging out in an ideal space, hanging out in an ideal space. Can you give an example of that? Yeah, so if you're if you know that your brand is um, visual and um, you're visual and you're maybe women age 30 to this and you know that there's something that they're searching for then just go hang out on pinterest right um instead of trying to be like you know what i'm gonna go hang out on the snapchat and the ticketed talk and the clubhouse um if you know you're selling tupperware or you're a coach that's coaching women to do something that is um, visually they need to see then don't tell me that you want to be on clubhouse doing it i need to see you do it so i need to be in one of the visual platforms so you know just making sure that you are matching your um your actual transformation to an actual platform that can showcase it best and the ideal clients are there so mm, that's good all right so stevie let's go with you second this time around biggest mistakes that they need to avoid Definitely looking at somebody else's business and thinking you have to do that. There is no right around way to run your business. And I believe that if there were, then if we look at the, the hamburger industry, there would not be a Jack in the Box, a Wendy's, a McDonald's, a Five Guys, wherever else y'all eat hamburgers, right? <laughs> I love Five Guys. But there would not be all those. And I think so many times we look at all these different ways to run business and we take so get on this or I might be talking about myself maybe I ain't do this but in the beginning I take took this freebie and that freebie and put it and try to mix up a business instead of understanding that I have to rock my own it factor my name is not zero so I'm not copying and so we have to understand that if you get one coach and follow one system or create your own system because I do believe there's time for coaching as well as far as business but I don't think, my coach always says, nobody can coach you outside of your anointing, right? We are anointed for certain things in this world. And I think too many people try to figure it out. And then they go into this complex because they feel like they're not doing it right. So I'm Dr. Stevie and I am complete. Mm, and I love how you see how she's ending it, y'all. I'm Dr. Stevie and I am complete. Love it. Okay, so Judy, what are the mistakes that you're seeing out here? Oh wow! Some amazing, um, um, some amazing uh, ideas there. Um, but for me, what what um, Stevie was saying, comparing yourself to others, I think is the is one of the biggest. Uh, definitely is comparing yourself to others and um, trying to um, run run their race rather than running your own race. Um, that is that is the one mistake. Um, another one is trying to help everybody, and and the, the driver behind that 
you know, not niching down. I think uh, dementia. You were talking about this. Is 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 you know, I- identifying who it is. Where does your ideal client hang out? Who is that person? So one of the drivers, if you're trying to find, if you're trying to try and help everybody, is that ask yourself the question: Is the driver behind that fear of missing out, or is it, or is it something else? My experience is. Largely, it's the fear of missing out. Fear of that, fear that they, you are leaving money on the table. Fear that you're not catching everybody in the net. There are more than enough people in the world that are your ideal client for you to serve. The third thing is again bring it back to money. Coaches charge too little, so they're almost apologetic about it. So for me. They're the three mistakes that are often made by coaches. Wow, that was going to be my first, like charging too little out the gate because you feel like you have to, um, or you feel like if you know, I want to be of service. I hear that a lot. I want to be of service, which is good to be of service, but you know, charging is an important thing because you're growing a business here and you want this business to be able to sustain you create stability for your family. So charging, you know, matters. Um, all right. So Dr. Juanita, what are the mistakes that you feel they should avoid? I actually take notes. So I was looking back at some of the tips and some of the tips are still some of the mistakes, not charging enough. Um, one of the things that pointed out to me is your mental capacity. Being in the place where you break down because you don't know how to care for self and always say self-care is not selfish and when you are um in a place where you have the structure you talked about automating and things and understanding who who your ideal client is and Demisha said being in the right place for your client and not serving everyone you um you're being able to be able to serve the people that you are called to serve and correctly because of the fact that you're not breaking down mentally and physically. I'm Juanita and I'm complete. Ah, <laughs> I like that. All right, guys. So let me just reset the room real quick. Number one, guys, if you're finding this valuable, please click, click the plus sign, invite some people to come on over. Make sure you follow our speakers. They are amazing. Um, and we are going to do a Q&A if we end, if we have a little time at the end. So you guys will be able to come up on, your, on the stage. Um, when you do, just make sure that you keep your introduction 60 seconds or less. And then you go ahead and you add value or ask the question that you have. Okay. Um, all right. So this one, um, this is my last question, guys. And this one I wanted to talk about because... This is something that I heard a lot about when I first started as a coach. This is something that I heard people speak about a lot online and um, for a minute there, if I wasn't confident in my um, over two decades years, two decade years of experience in business, I would have like crashed with this one um, with how much people were talking about this. So here's the question, to certify or not to certify? What is your take? Judy, I'm going to start with you this time around. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, from my perspective, um, I lived an unusual childhood. I was locked up from when I was about three years old until I escaped 
when I was in my early 20s, literally locked up, abused and tortured almost daily, and no education whatsoever, no teachers, no socializing, nothing. I have a multi-seven-figure business. I have a relationship with a man that is one in a billion. And I've been with him for 22 years. I live in heaven, in Barbados, on a beach, my ideal life. I have zero education formally. Yet I help people all over the world build wealth, and overcome challenges. So my answer to that is no, you do not need certification. I cannot be more emphatic about that. So I am, that is one of my, my rather emphatic things. And I am living proof and evidence of that. And the people that I help who have turned, gone from broken to millionaires is evidence of that too. So I am actually do not buy into this whole uh, certification thing at all. As long as you're authentic, as long as you're genuine, as long as your drive is to is results driven, into is to empower and share your genuine message, message, then I do not. I'm not a buyer into this whole certification thing. <laughs> I'm with you on that, Doctor Juanita. Let me hear what is your take. I'm actually smiling. Oh, Judy, the story you shared was wonderful. Um, I'm going to say, I think uh, it's personal. Number one, I do have a certificate. Should you be certified? No, no. Because just like Judy shared, I had a lot of things that go on that went on in my life, you know, and. I've shared it as a mentor and, and as for free and I see transformation and now I do charge for it and I still see transformation and just because my name is Dr. Juanita does not always mean that um, I do everything correctly and people, that's the mental thing, people say, oh you're not certified, you're not certified. If you live long enough on the planet, you're certified in something to discuss something to make some type of change in someone's life, and you don't need a certification for that. I agree with you too. Demetria, what's your take? Uh, you know, here I come. So I don't want to confuse credentials with credibility, right? So we know that, you know, like you were saying, that you have, you know, lived life and you've done the things, but teachers have to be taught sometimes how to teach. So there's different types of certifications that you can get. Just because you're good at something doesn't mean you're good at teaching it or telling it or showing it. And sometimes going to get help beyond a coach um, can help. Uh, you know, it, you know, it can help. So I, I do think it's okay. It's not needed. I don't think you said need. You just said to certify or not certify. It's not needed to make money. It's not needed to impact people's change. But a little education ain't never hurt nobody. So if you could go be a Google coach and you have the resources to do so, please do so. If you can go and you want to do the, you know, the other types of federations they have out there, do so. Because it can open other doors while the average person 
doesn't necessarily care about it for their transformation. There are some corporate people out there that care about it to sign contracts, right? Just real talk. That's just what it is. Now, we, so you'll see that as your coaches ascend, all of a sudden they get certifications. I know Dr. Wadida is saying that the doctor doesn't mean anything, but it does mean something. Right, but it does, right? <laughs> Dr. Stevie means something. There's a reason why people say you're gonna call me this DR after I earn it. So once you've done it and you've taken pride in your certification as well, it can sometimes give you the confidence boost that you need to go out there and do the things that you do, especially if you're someone that comes from a mindset of I need the piece of paper. So if you're somebody who needs the piece of paper or you need the validation, then ball and you have the resources, then don't be discouraged about it. Don't feel like, oh, I got up a certification and, um, you know, I'm some type of loser because I got one. If you don't have one or you do, if it's your path, it's your path and it'll get done. What's for you will always be for you. So I don't think it's a matter of to certify, not certify. It's more of a personal decision and where you are in business. And again, I think my first um, tip that I gave is what resources do you have? Do you have the resources to be certified? If you don't go out there and start your business, get the resources and go back and get it. The same way I would say about a degree, the same way I would say about anything. So, um, but I, I don't think education can hurt anybody. See now, see now. I hope you guys, my speakers, as well as those of you who are listening, I hope you guys see why I'm so so happy about this new show and showing up for you guys every week to bring value and bring different speakers with different perspectives. Because every single one of you guys, what you're saying is making absolute sense to me. So, Doctor Stevie, what's your take? Oh Lord, just Jesus, honey, listen. Listen, listen, listen. So I have this duality going on um, that's very interesting because as a Christian woman, what I will tell you is that we can do all things through Christ, and that includes being a coach, right? We can do all things. So you can do it. However, I also know as somebody who has an honorary doctorate, so I didn't, God gave me my doctorate through um, an angel here on earth. It's honorary, and so my life experiences have earned it, so I do understand the credibility part because I have a credible doctorate, meaning that they looked at my life, they looked at what has happened in my life, and they said, well, you need to have the doctor before your name. Now, I don't have the PhD after my name because I did not do the work, but I told the Lord that I was going to get an honorary doctorate, and that's what he made happen. So there's a book called The Outliers that teaches about the, the hours inside of you doing a thing in your life that makes you certified, credible, and I love this conversation because Demetria brought out some incredible points, and I love credibility. That's part of what I teach on. And it makes the hours in your life make you have that credibility, like she was saying, to do what it is that you've been called to do. So I am all for the credibility, and I am all for the fact that because we walk inside of what it is, that we walk inside, we don't necessarily have to have certification. Mm -hmm. I do have degrees before I even got the honorary doctorate that I earned, and that's certified me to be there. But if nothing else, like Judy was saying, the fact that I've been living the life that I have lived and the fact that, no, I don't have a certification in being a coach, but people call me coach, and no, I don't have a certification in income, but I made, um, four years ago, I was evicted from my home where I couldn't create $800 within 30 days to fast forwarding to 
first quarter where I made $41,000 in my business, that taught me some things about how to make money in business. And so the thing about it is that we have to be able to stand up, whether we're certified or credible, which I love that distinction that was made here in the room, and say, this is where I am. This is how I'm standing. So I love it, and I am complete. Thank you. And I love it <laughs> because every single one of you made some valuable, valuable points. My take on it is that since this room, since the topic is all about you getting started, what I will say is don't let getting a certification stop you from starting your business um, and growing your business because you don't need it. Um, I will also agree with Demetria by saying that at some point it would be something great to have. Um, especially when you know the type of movements you're trying to make in your business. I know for me, um, I started in the coaching industry and I'm sorry, guys, I'm in the hospital. So I'm a little, my mouth is watering. You're hearing me smacking. I apologize. Um, you know, when I started in the coaching industry in 2012, I, you know, was like Judy. So came out of foster care, New York City foster care system, you know, was determined not to be a statistic hustled my way, ended up opening up a beauty salon, turning that beauty salon into a six-figure business, losing my salon, having to start all over, decided to come online and become a coach and start teaching people through my experience of what mistakes I've made as well as what wins and what things that I did. And through that, I've been able to grow multiple, multiple six-figure businesses, right? And so with that being said, it's like, I'm still not certified. I'm still not certified. However, um, right before, before COVID, I decided that I wanted to get into corporate training. And so I went ahead and I invested with a mentor who speaks for companies like Twitter and Louis Vuitton and all these big companies, uh, Price, Priceline and all of them, right? And so I decided to get a mentor to help me get into corporate training. Um, and that was one of the things that she talked to me about is that when it comes to getting certain type of corporate contracts, having this credibility, that word that Stevie loved, um, it may, it opens you up to more opportunities. So don't let it stop you, but don't take it off the table, okay? Um, so those of you who are here, I hope you're really enjoying this conversation. Um, we have someone who just came up on the stage, Esther. Go ahead, take 60 seconds to introduce yourself, ask your question, or add your value. Hi, everyone. My name is Esther McCann, and I, I help pregnant families have the most wonderful birth experience of their dreams um, as a doula, as a childbirth educator, and a lactation counselor. And I also help them achieve their breastfeeding goals. So I wanted to add to this conversation because I truly believe what you're saying, Judy, um, your life experiences, they really do matter. And in this role as a doula, someone who's helping a mother labor down her baby, physically support her emotionally emotionally support her oftentimes i've found over the years that in my interviews in my consultations with mom they want to know about my experience as a mom of four boys you know how did i navigate having four natural deliveries no no medication you know and how did i achieve that and that alone puts me in this role of expert you know, their, their words, not mine, you know, and I feel like because I have a birth and the work behind um, all the things that it takes to have a wonderful birth story, I noticed that 
training is important too, right? Because the, the way in which I support that person when we are apart, when we're not in our prenatals, um, in our visits together, um, going over childbirth education topics, they want to know in between sessions, can I help them? Can I answer in a timely manner? Can I support them as they think through and work out whatever anxiety that they're going through? And so I needed training for that, right? To know that that's something I ought to do as a doula. But did I need to be certified to do that? Heck to the no. You know, did I still go ahead and do two doula trainings? Absolutely. Because I, I'm a student at heart. And I think that is important that we don't just bank on our personal experience because that's our own perspective, right? But the knowledge base, the training helps us to broaden our perspective, you know, and help us to work with all different types of people, different cultures, but still be very niched into supporting a particular type of mom. So those are the, those are, I would say the reasons why I would say certification is great. You know, I have a mentorship program. I tell my, my mentees, Go for the certifications if you'd like to, but they're not necessary to impact your community. They're not necessary to impact a family, um, you know, one at a time, if that's what, the way that you want to do it. But the benefit to certifying now, which I finally did last year, is that now everyone understands how amazing doulas are. And now we do have contracts, Medicaid, you know, insurance companies willing to pay for our services, you know? So I think that's important too, is to watch your industry, right? And see what's happening there. See what changes are being um, brought up and what policy is changing and legislation, like all of those things played a role in why I decided to certify with a particular company that I knew had would have tenure, that I knew would, you know, be credible any way you look at it, you know? So I just wanted to share that feedback with you all. Um, I'm Esther McCann, and I'm done talking. <laughs> oh, my goodness, this is my time back. I haven't been on Clubhouse in so long, so I'm hearing all the, the, the signatures that people are signing. I'm done talking. I love that. I need to make one up for myself. Um, all right. So, you know, again, guys, um, I just want to thank you for joining us. I'm going to thank my speakers, Dr. Juanita. You can definitely follow our speakers, Demetria, Judy, Dr. Stevie, and even Esther, who came up and added some tremendous value here. Um, make sure that you follow our speakers next week. Our conversation is going to be all about setting yourself apart in the coaching industry. Okay. Can setting yourself. Real quick? Yes, Juanita, go ahead. Um, you, Esther's right. Follow Esther. She's a beautiful woman. I met Esther actually on Facebook a lot of years ago, and um, she is right. And so, anyone may not want to have a baby, or you know, someone that has a baby, go see Esther. I'm putting that plug in for Esther. Oh, and thank you. <laughs> I know with you, I wasn't sure. I was like, is that her? It is her. Oh, I lost 80 pounds, Esther, since the time you seen me. So, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> So, yes, I agree um, with everyone that said. So I just wanted to put that plug in for Esther. Thank you, Dr. Juanita. So y'all heard it.
That's the plug. Make sure you follow our speakers. Make sure you show back up again next week, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you so much again. I hope that you found value here. Again, my name is Niala Thorpe, marketing and income strategist, also the host of this club, the Female Coaches Society, and the host of our Facebook group, the Female Coaches Society. So thank you again, everyone. Thank you for listening all the way to the end of the show. Your support means the world to me. Did you know that we have an awesome squad on Facebook called the Female Coaches Society? Yes. And we're all about community, collaboration, and connections. Visit us on Facebook at joinyala.com. If you